Wednesday, we do disc training. D stands for dominant. I use a different word for that. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we actually have two guests here for you. We are going to chat with Eric Sprague and Larry Wilberton. They are hosts of the Blue Collar Nation podcast and creators of the Morning Tech Meeting. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for taking the time to be on with us today. How are you doing? Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Our pleasure to be here. This is great. Good. Kind of want to start off. You guys own what's called Morning Tech Meeting. Do you guys mind sharing a little bit what that's about, where you guys started from and everything? Sure. Larry, go ahead. Why don't you uh, default to the tech whisperer here? Oh, no, no, you're, you're, you're better at that than me. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, Morning Tech Meeting, it's a soft skill training program. So we had a blue collar service business for many years and we had technicians, you know, in the field, they would go representing our business and we didn't always train them on how to be, we expected them to do things a certain way. And they didn't have the soft skills of dealing with the clients the same way we did. And we would get frustrated. Do you mind saying what soft skills are just real quick? Because at least in the landscape industry, that term isn't thrown around a lot. So people might not even know what you're talking about when you say soft skills. Soft skills are the non-technical skills. So they're the skills that communicating with a client, communicating with a project manager, communicating with, in our world, an insurance adjuster, knowing how to ask for a sale if you're doing bids, knowing that you're not supposed to walk across their freshly cut lawn, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. All those little things that make a service experience amazing that aren't technical, those generally fall under some sort of soft skill. Awesome. Yeah, just interacting with the clients and doing things that you generally don't train. You train them on how to do the skills of the job. You don't train them how you expect to talk to the clients. I mean, I'm not sure what they do in the landscaping world. There's different nuances that you learn as an owner by doing it. But you don't always train those nuances to your people. You just think they're going to know. The thing is, too, is that if you're in any kind of service business, no matter what, you're in the people business. Yep. The clients just assume that you can landscape, plumb, clean carpet, do whatever. Like they figure that we're all the same. I'm not saying we are. So what they judge their experience on is how well we communicate with them, mm -hmm. how we behave on a job site. All the little things are what we're actually getting paid to do so that we can get repeat customers, referrals, top jobs, and all that. And the weird thing is, is that in a service business, field service, the majority of the employees are the field service technicians or the landscapers or whatever. And there's very few people in the office generally. So the majority of the team is going out to clients' homes and businesses with very little training on how to interact on that job site and very little oversight. So therefore, we realized that we needed to train them so that we could cut down on the amount of problems. Yeah, it's so true. Does that answer that? Yeah. Yeah, that's... no, that's great. Um, because we talk about these things, but we never necessarily use the term like soft skills. And so right. just wanted to make sure that everybody was on the same page on yeah. what exactly we are talking about. What predicated us starting to do meetings every day, training our guys on this was when Larry and I would get all these calls, you know, we'd go through these periods we get a bunch of callbacks and then we're like, oh, you know, every time we have a callback, we have to go put out a fire. So you have to stop what you're doing to grow your business and go put out fires. And then one day we were just like, okay, well, what is causing us to have to run around and put out all these fires? It was literally never 
a technical issue. Mm -hmm. It was always a, some sort of soft skill, poor communication issue. And that's when we said, okay, we got to fix this. Mm -hmm. And thinking issue because the technicians didn't think. And then by building these, their skills, they were able to think more and have more confidence be better technicians. All right. I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> it wasn't that they couldn't think. We hadn't trained them to think like we thought. Exactly. So we didn't train them to think and raise their capacity. They were plenty smart enough, but what they were doing is putting their values and what they had learned growing up onto how they were communicating, not the values that Larry and I had. But, you know, I have to digress because they didn't think because they didn't have the confidence to think. When we train them on what to do, they would go in the homes and do a better job. They would think more and troubleshoot and use the skills that we all have innately, but we're nervous to use because our boss is going to get mad at us. Mm -hmm. We're not sure if we're going to do what they think. We're not sure about everything. So you raise their capacity and all of a sudden they can do a better job just by who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And we see the same thing in our field. If, for example, a guy's out mowing or, or whatever, spin trimming their yard and a homeowner comes out and, hey, I, I'd like for you guys to trim these shrubs over here or whatever. And they don't know how to like think about, oh, yeah, it's an upsell or, or you know, I can. Right. How to even they don't to think them. like the business owner yeah. would. So if you actually right. train them to do it, yeah, then yeah. perhaps the interaction will go different. Oh, and then you're increasing your engagement with them, too, because what you're saying is we're all going to learn how to think the same way. And that means to them, inevitably, I'm part of this. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I want to stay longer because you guys are treating me like kind of a mini owner in my own way. Mm -hmm. Sure. If they feel like they have a dog in the fight, they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm part of this. I'm part of this group. They respect what I think and say. Absolutely. Especially millennials, because <laughs> our entire team was full of millennials mm -hmm. and millennials pay doesn't always rank so high on what they care about. They want to feel part of something important. Yep. Yep. Part of a team. And morning, morning meetings yeah. help with that. You actually let us uh, get a little behind the scenes peek of, of your uh, your program, which I love. It, it teaches all these different skills right through. And what, five to eight minutes is what you say typically your meetings are? So. Yeah, I try to be five to six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been telling him to stop talking so much because he just goes on and on sometimes. And it's just kind of drones. Well, it was interesting because <laughs> when, I, we, when we first started the video meetings, though, I used to try to make them 10 because I felt like I needed to give more value. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that most of the the guys they can hang in there for about five or six minutes and they're like all right you're kind of starting to bore me and now yeah. we're done thank yeah. you move on yeah. no i think that's a great time frame like as someone who also doesn't yeah. like to listen to things thrown on i'm like that's a good amount of time yeah 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 well exactly you know and you the value is you can train them every day a tiny bit because yeah. you want to get them to train we're training them one day a month mm -hmm. a couple of days of my last and then all of a sudden it's gone but if you just drip on them well i mean this is how we learn in school every single day a little bit more well, Larry just told a story on our own podcast the other day about, I mean, Larry, you could fill this in, but like some company had a guy come in and do like a whole day training on soft skills and all that. Well, they shut everything down for the whole day. Shut the whole business down, all his guys. And then Larry's like, okay, so cool. What are you going to do to keep that up? He's like, oh, no, no, they know it. They're good. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, nah, okay, good luck with that. You yeah, know? Right. Yeah. They paid attention for like 30 minutes and then forgot the rest. Yeah. It's better to do five minutes a day every day than to do some huge expensive all day training at least that's how we feel yeah. about it oh i agree yeah and that's where we've seen results so yeah and you guys started this in your uh cleaning business correct yeah mm -hmm. yeah we yeah. had a cleaning and water damage restoration business and uh you know, it's a lot like landscaping, to be honest. You know, we have a bunch of crews and then we come into the shop and we're trying to get everybody's production going quickly. Mm -hmm. 
and then send everybody out to their prospective jobs. So there's not a lot of oversight. I mean, there's only, you can only have so many managers checking so many jobs at once. Mm -hmm. So we just realized that we needed to train in-house together as a team. And look, you know, was every single person there every single day? No. In the water damage restoration business, you might have got a flood call at four in the morning and there's only two people at the shop. But we do, we do the lesson with the two people. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times I drive out to the job site and go, okay, let's huddle up around the tailgate and let's do the meeting real quick again. Yeah. And I can actually attest to this because I was actually did your kind of business for a while. I did some flood restoration and fire mitigation and stuff for about two years. And I can definitely see how these skills would relate to a landscape business. That's why actually when I started listening to you guys probably about a year ago on your podcast, this is so awesome. This is what landscapers need. And this is why I was so excited to have you guys on here today. Oh, cool. Thanks. We have a friend named Al Levy. Al Levy's a, he's the power seven contractor. You know, he's a kind of a, more of a plumbing guy. But his dad owned all these service businesses. You know, his dad's like the serial entrepreneur. And he says that his dad said, every, every service business is different by an inch. <laughs> Meaning they're all so similar. Like what you do might be slightly different, but the running of the business is so similar. Mm -hmm. And it's true, whether you're an electrician or a landscaper or a carpet cleaner, the actual fundamentals of running that business are really similar, I would imagine. Yeah. Do you have any examples other than what we talked about for soft skills, like meeting with customers? How can a, a technician improve their skills as far as that meeting with the customer? Can I just break it down how I do it each week? Sure. sure. And yeah. yeah. So what we do is we spend Monday with personal development because there has to be something in it for them. They have to have a skill that they can take outside of work and feel that the company's adding value to their life 24 hours a day, not eight. So we're always talking about goals and rituals and habits and patterns that each guy can start with. Yeah, they're not, they're not professional all the time. They're also personal goals, yeah. and personal habits to help them in their personal life. I like that a lot. So we start with that. So every week starts with things that we can make them just better, you know, just in general. And then Tuesday, we do in-home behavior, which for landscaping, that would be at the home behavior, I guess, because you're not necessarily in, but it's all the same, you know, yep. and we have lessons about how to go ring the doorbell, how far to stand away, where to put your arms, to look a customer in the eye and smile and mm -hmm. to introduce the helper and to ask how to enter the home if they need to go in there. You know, just all the things that, you know, where to park the van, cleaning up after the job, all the stuff that those are where the callbacks happen. Those friction points are where the problems lie. So we every Tuesday, we do in-home behavior. Hang on. They're nodding and looking at each other going, oh, my God, that happens all the, oh, my God. It does. It does. It's, it's kind of like having kids. It's these things that you think you're never going to have to explain to people, but you have to. When you first go into business, you don't think you're going to have to tell people how to ring a doorbell or how to properly approach a homeowner. But you do have to explain this to them or people will do very weird things that you don't think of. So that's why I'm giggling. If they were you, they'd be your competitors. Yeah. Exactly. So, that's a good, yeah, I like that. Good, yeah. You know. Wednesday, we do disc training. Larry and I, I'm sure you could just tell by talking to us, we're like polar opposites of each other. So we have a lot of friction. Mm -hmm. And we were at a, an event where we saw a gentleman named Dr. Robert Rome, who talked about this thing called disc. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Larry and I realized that all the arguments that we were having, they weren't personal. They were because Larry thinks one way and I think another. Yeah. So at first we got really, in, after we left there, we got really into this disc stuff. I think mainly just so Larry and I could communicate better. And then we realized, hey, we can teach this to our whole team. 
And then at the beginning, and, and we hear it also with the videos, at the beginning, all the technicians think this is just crap. Like this is like voodoo, yes. crazy stuff. But what happens is, is that they'll hear something that we talked about in the lesson and then they're on a job and they're like, holy crap, I just heard <laughs> that lady's a D and she was just all over me for being 30 seconds late or you know, whatever. Right. And by the time our company got really into disc training, our employees, A, knew everybody's disc profile in the whole company. Mm-hmm. They could identify a customers within 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And they actually spoke in disc. Like our whole company culture was we all spoke in disc. Like, ah. oh, you know, Eric's a D, so he's going to rush me. Larry's an I, so he's not going to give me any details. You know, so-and-so's a C, so he's going to be slow and want everything to be perfect. But what it did is it took all the personal out of every interaction at our company. Mm-hmm. And it really made a huge difference, not only with the clients, because it helps with upselling and just getting along with clients, but on the team, they didn't fight. You didn't have nearly the friction that a lot of companies have. No, I like that a lot. We're much more patient with each other. Yeah, we were patient with each other. Everybody was much more self-aware. Just started within yourself. Yeah. And then it just went from with everybody. It was wonderful. Yeah, I think this is something that more yeah. people should be doing. Because um, we've never done DISC training. Like, I know of it. And I've seen, like, the little online quizzes. But we've actually talked on our podcast before, just even about taking just, like, the 16 personalities. Like, just taking those types of tests. Yeah. Because people don't realize that it's okay if somebody else processes differently than you do. And we did it because we were having the same problem. Because, you know, hard to believe, you know, a couple that's been together for, like, 20 years might go toe-to-toe a little bit now, <laughs> yeah. now and again. Well, the thing with, like, you mentioned 16 personalities, which I really like. Yeah. But you have 16. When you only have four, it's easier to teach everybody. Sure. Might not break it down quite so granularly, Mm -hmm. but it gives everybody an overview of who they are. uh, Yeah, no, I like it a lot. And I actually heard a podcast. I don't even remember which one it was once, but somebody said that if you don't have enough of that D, then you might not make it as an entrepreneur. So I thought that was interesting as well. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And then on Thursday, we do sales training. So some sort of add on sales. And and my whole thing is to teach the guys to be educators, not salespeople, to basically be a consultant, to gain that person's trust and explain to them, you know, why they need something or what the benefit would be. And then an honesty, ethically, just propose a few options for them and let them choose. When I say sales training, I I use that really loosely. (laughs) Catch all. We learned our guys, they didn't like to sell. It intimidates them so much. They hated selling. Mm. But if I said, okay, but what if you went and just, you know, you knew something that Mr. and Mrs. Jones didn't know and you just explained to them how that could affect them negatively, would that be selling? And they'd all say, no, but it is, (laughs) you know? So all you have to do after that is say, If you want to fix that, it would be X, Y, or Z. That's the only difference. So we do a lot of that. And it's all like teaching them how to do presentations, teaching them how to give several options so that it it might, you know, there's there's something for every price point, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then on Friday, we just recap the week and they get a quiz. Yeah. And so these are the videos you send out every week, something different? Every week. Every week, yeah. But it follows that same format Mm -hmm. each week. Okay. So Wednesday's always disc, Thursday's always sales. And we just, because we learned at our own business, because all the lessons that you're seeing are the same lessons I used to do with my team in person Mm -hmm. or some version of them. 
I try to tell a lot of stories in, in a lot of them too, so that the guys can relate. Because I think that matters. If it just seems like theory, then they tune out. But if you're like, yeah, you know, Mrs. Jones was, you know, leaning over my shoulder every move I made. They're like, oh man, I just had that two days ago. You know? Yeah, it gets that good rapport going. Yeah, because they yeah. understand. They know that okay, he's this guy's actually been there, done it. He knows. He gets it. He's not mm-hmm. just yeah flapping his jaws at me. That's what we do. Yeah. So we have some people that may not be familiar with disc uh, disc assessment. You want to sure. kind of dive in that a little bit further? Yeah, actually, we should maybe say what they yeah. actually yeah. stand for. Yeah. Sure. So D stands for dominant. I'd use a different word for that. Yeah, Larry has a different word for that. <laughs> I prefer dominant. Because that's what Eric is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and those are the people who, you know, they, they're intent on winning, very big picture, kind of like field general type people. Very visionary, but their downside is they tend to be really impatient. They get really angry. They're not afraid of confrontation, and they steamroll people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Katie, you're a D. I, I already hear it on the podcast every yeah. time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I totally am. Yeah, yeah, we are. Everybody knows that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Dang it. I thought it was a secret. Crap. No, no so you can't hide it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I stands for influencer. Larry's an I. Okay. Fun. When I think of an I, I think of like the actor Robin Williams, that person that just walks in a room and they just light the whole place up and immediately have a hundred friends at every part. Like Larry used to walk into chamber events. Okay. And by the end of it, he'd know like every person in one week. That would take me like five years. (laughs) Because you want to. That's kind of, I'm always amazed at people that are like that. Yeah. Because I'm very much not. So Now -hmm. the downside of the I, not good with details. Not good with being organized, you know, stuff like that is a challenge. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, like we always had to learn that we kind of have to work around Larry. You know, we'd have to ask a lot of questions like Larry would say, Got yeah, it. I went and did this bid. And then you say, OK, the interrogation begins. Let's, let's make sure we know <laughs> before we get there what's going on. Sure. And then S stands for support or service. You know, those are your great team players. S's represent more of the population than any of the four quadrants. Oh, OK. And, you you know, they're your typical loyal employees, you know, people who come into work every day, they're really steady and they do a good job and they care and they're really team oriented. Downside, tend to procrastinate okay. a lot, have a really hard time getting the ball moving, tend to be a little bit passive aggressive, so not confrontational, but then after you leave, you're a jerk <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then a bit territorial as okay. well. I had an office manager that I used to apparently lean on her desk when I talked to her. And one day I could just feel the tension. And I realized she's an S and I said, does it bother you when I lean on your desk? And she's like, I, I just want to kill you every time. <laughs> and I'm thinking, actually, Larry and I own the desk, but whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, so that's his D comes out. He says, it's my desk. I'm leaning on it. Yeah, yeah. So he's not going to lean on my desk. Um, and then C stands for competence. Okay. Uh, C's are your typical engineers, doctors, lawyers, accountants, people who are very detail-oriented, like very analytical. Okay. The good news is really on the ball, like we'll get everything just perfect. Downside tends to be work at a, a more deliberate pace, a little slower, okay. very rigid, and love rules to the point where they don't like when anybody breaks them. Got it. Okay. So, so hang on a second. Scott, what do you think? Scott, do you have a lot of C? Scott's yeah. got some C in him. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking it's, that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, him and his rules, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So. I like yeah, that. I mean, perfect. 
Well, that slows you down because you don't want to move forward necessarily. It does. But it's good that you get everything in order. These tend to have like some paralysis by analysis to to a degree. And obviously, we all have a score in every one of those boxes. Mm -hmm. Sure. So it's all like shades of how much C or how much D or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and what we have found and learned is that people, when they're working in their strength zones, will be working in their primary score. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm a D and I'm working in my strength zone, I'm seeing the big picture. I'm getting, I'm delegating, I'm getting everybody doing what they need to do. But then my secondary score is C. And when I go to my bad place, I'm like, how many is that? How much does that cost? How many of those? Like, how long is that going to take? You know, I get all like, to the point where Larry just wants to throttle me. Right. So what you see is that whatever a person's secondary score is, that's kind of their bad spot. Interesting. That's where they go when things go poorly. That's what we've seen anyway. Yeah. So we, we are huge believers in DISC. And, you know, it's kind of hard with morning tech meeting because I'm not actually doing these lessons in person. Oh, sure. And there's sometimes, you know, companies will get a new employee and that person, it'll take them a while to pick it up. But to be honest, I don't think anything's more important for any company than to have everybody understand each other. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And I think you could use that as well if you need to um, assign people duties that are more suited to them. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you just have to do your job, but it's nice to be able to sometimes, you know, use your people like little chess players when you need to. You can put them where they're going to do a better job. Katie, in our hiring for every position, we put the idea in that job description, we had the ideal disc profile for that job. Oh, nice. And then every person who came and got an interview with us had to take a disc profile before we would interview them so that we could see if their disc test matched the, the thing that we wanted them to do like so smart. because there's nothing worse than hiring somebody and they're yeah. that would be like let's hire larry for the accounting department like i mean he could hang on <laughs> no i mean he could do it well, larry can be detail oriented yeah. he could do it for like two weeks and then he'd implode out of boredom you, you know <laughs> oh completely yeah. i get it and we get these guys that come in and apply for the technician position where they're total d and they want to be control mm-hmm. from day one and you're like right. this is not going to work no not that you're a bad person. Or yeah. It's not a good fit. Well, and to be honest, a lot of times D's aren't very good technicians because they want to rush everything. Yeah. They know what they they know what they need to do. They know what they want to do. They know it needs to be done. Yeah. But actually you need somebody who's willing to be more deliberate to actually fulfill all of that work. Sure. Because you'd be like, come on, come on, come on, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I completely get it. I have no patience whatsoever. Yeah, no. and then all of a sudden, you know, like. I'm terrible. When Larry and I first started, I was the guy who was on the cleaning wand. Right. And Larry acted like he'd move the furniture. He'd rake the thing after I cleaned it. <laughs> I'd just be like flying through. And he'd be like, you missed that. You missed that. You missed that. <laughs> You're like, eh. Oh, I'm going to kill you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you have a team with you, Scott, and they're doing the work and you see it, do you struggle with wanting it all to be perfect before they leave? Oh, yeah. And they're not setting up their truck properly and not putting everything and not doing everything? It bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> My uh, dad's shop, his mechanic, I, like, I want to fire him like now because his shop is a mess. You can't find anything. Like I want to have like bins of like these screws here, these bolts here, like yep. so I can go grab it. It takes me two minutes to find it. You Not- should see him building up like a pond. The mechanic doesn't listen to this podcast. No, right? no. no. but you should see <laughs> him should. building a pond. He's the only person I know that the rock placement has to be perfect. Most people are like, it's a pond, put the boulder down, it's good. He's like, nope, little this way, little this way. The water might sound different if we move it this way. It does. So I mean, it's good. <laughs> 
good. It, be, it makes him a good pond builder, but at some point you're like, quit moving the rocks. Well, even just so when you're around him, you're just losing your mind. As a business owner, you're looking at rock placement versus job costing too. Yeah. Just going, well, how long are we going to sit there and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. F around with this rock? <laughs> you know? Well, it, it was one of those things when I fired, hired somebody to actually take my position out in the field. It took me a while to get like, get away from that because I wanted like, no, that rock's not right. But I had to like step away. And once I learned like the customer didn't really notice the difference they that I care. would, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I started, oh, okay, you, you got this. You're good. You know what I call I call that woodworker syndrome. So like guy builds a table, looks great. He could sell it for 500 bucks. And then he goes, you know, I need to sand a little here and a little here. So he spends two weeks sanding these spots and then he sells it for 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just yeah. <laughs> this kind of helped me though too with building our systems in our in our business because oh. I, I like to have things in place and that just helped things just run. But better. that's but that's where the C excels. Yeah. You know, that's where you know building systems and having everything just so is that's right in your strength zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every company needs that person. Yeah. No, I, I love it. So it is one of your requirements or was one of your requirements when you had somebody come in right away that they had to take that disc assessment. Yep. And then I like and, that. That's really smart. I wouldn't even interview unless they agree to take it. But the thing was, they put down, they'd answer the questions that you think they want to be. So you have to be good enough to understand them and see them. Yeah. So sometimes their scores when they first hired on were different than who they were because uh, they wouldn't be on it. Well, in the interview, that I think certain guys would get wise to it and try to answer how they thought you would want them to be. Mm-hmm. So then your job in the interview is to try to deconstruct that mm-hmm. to gotcha. see if it's true or not. Just sure. get a little bit, dig in there. And if you know a little bit of disc, it doesn't take very long usually to figure that out yeah so where could somebody find out or uh, learn where to go to take this well you could go on the internet and just type in free disc personality quiz and they'll come up and my suggestion to anyone would be to take several Mm -hmm. because what happens is is that a lot of them the questions are really similar and you kind of get in this thing if you're not honest with yourself this is where people go wrong they start answering the questions of the person that they want to be Mm -hmm. not the person that they are and i think it takes several go-arounds through the test and some self-awareness in between for people to get honest enough to get a true disc assessment done for themselves. Mm-hmm. When we were in this group of, you know, we all did disc together and we got together every three months, all these business owners and, you know, everybody wanted to be a D. <laughs> you know, the person that was running the, the whole thing was a D. So he'd run around and be like, D's are the best, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then nobody, nobody said like, oh, but I want to be a C. So all of a sudden you saw people tweaking their thing. It's like, these represent roughly 10% of the population. And then we'd go to that thing and it'd be like 90% of the people in there were D and you're like, no, no, no. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think the one we used was personality insights. It's Dr. Robert Rome, R O H M. That that one's really good. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. good. People can Google it if they want more. Yeah. I think if they just went on YouTube, you kind of have to see him in action too. Oh, he's great. He's like the greatest public speaker mm-hmm. ever. He's so much fun. And we didn't even see it coming. We saw all these other big names, Michael Gerber and um, all these other guys, Darren Hardy, John Maxwell, which were great. But this disc training, Dr. Rohn, was probably the most influential over time by far. Yep. I agree. Great. I like so that. if anybody's interested, yeah. look in the YouTubes, yep. plug yep. it in the Google. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Actually, I kind of want to step back a little bit to the soft skills. How do you think this would uh, benefit any landscaper like for their technicians in that? Well, I think let's look at it from a couple perspectives. So the first way it helps is for management 
and the team to understand each other. So let's start at the shop. So if the owner knows that, you know, Timmy, Bobby, Susie, whatever, are these disc profiles, they can understand that employee better and the, and the employee can understand the owner better. Mm -hmm. And I think it also gives the owner or the managers the ability to show some weakness and be more human because they already know your weaknesses anyway. Like they know, yeah. right? So it gives you a thing to go, hey, everybody, you guys know I'm a D. You know I'm not detail-oriented that I'm going to rush. So yeah. it gave like our team the ability to call Larry out for not being detail-oriented on his bids. Yeah. It called them out for, you know, Eric, you're starting to steamroll me. You're not listening to me, right? Mm -hmm. So it gave two-way communication between management and the team, which is huge. So valuable. Because now they feel empowered. And you feel like you're connecting better with them. The next step is that they get along better because they understand each other. I wasn't going out in the field working with these guys. They're working with each other. Mm -hmm. So when they're out on a crew and, you know, you've got one person who's just off on his own program, doing his own thing and not being part of the rest of the team, that gives them a way to kind of try to get him back in the fold and say, dude, you can't do this. We're a team. We're working together. You're a D. We know you want to go do your own thing or whatever. You're an I, but we need to do this together. Like I had a story where we had two guys who were out on a truck together. One was an I and one was a D. And their manager came into me one afternoon and it's like, hey man, they're going to go out and fight in the back of the shop. Like we're like two seconds away from fisticuffs. And I'm thinking, all right, here we go. <laughs> I was like, well, have them come in. And I'm thinking, oh boy, this is going to be a challenge, you know? And they both had strong personalities. And they sat down in front of me and I was like, so what's up? And I'm waiting for the, I hate this guy. And, you know, and then they both kind of sigh. And one guy goes, okay, well, here's the deal. He's a D and he's bullying me and he keeps rushing me and he doesn't want to give me time to talk to the customers, but I'm an I and I want to make that connection with them. So they use this again. And they just went back and forth and talked about their own weaknesses and then why they were feeling the way. That, so they, they worked the whole thing out. And I just sat there. Do, 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 do. I said nothing. <laughs> and then uh, they kind of worked it out. And I was like, so we good? They're like, yeah, we're good. And then those guys went and worked together for years after that. No big deal. Nice. I love that. That is amazing that they could work that out because I've worked with so many people, I will say. But they were getting trained on disc every single day. Yeah, that they could work it out themselves. It wasn't just the fisticuffs. Like, I've seen so much fisticuffs and I'm like, oh my, like, so th if this could really save a lot of, yeah. a lot of anchor yeah. problems. Especially with dudes in the field. Yeah. Because guys in the field are not self-aware. Right. It's all testosterone. Yep. And it's not that they don't want to be better people, humans. Yeah employees, team members. Yeah, they don't have the skills. Yeah. 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 So also you teach them the skills, they can excel. They just brought up a really, it made me think of a good point that he and I have talked about quite a bit. It's like, we have all these peers that would be like, oh, my guys suck. And, you know, these guys don't know anything. Like, why didn't their parents teach them? Why didn't the school system teach them? You know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at what point are you going to stop complaining that somebody else didn't do something? And what part are you just going to say, okay, well, now it's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. They're mine. I have them every day. Right. They're 22 years old. Okay. Maybe their parents failed them. Maybe the school system failed them, but I can either sit around and complain about it or we can do something about it. Yeah. And, you know, we used to tell our guys that working at Shamrock Cleaning Restoration is like going to life school. Like it's a life academy. And when we 
took that mentality of nobody's going to fix this but us, that's when all the magic started to happen. Mm -hmm. That's when the guys liked being at the shop. That's when, you know, all the engagement started. Right. Because we're giving to them things. I mean, that's the point Larry and I were making. We gave them things that they could use at home with their families and at the grocery store. We were giving them life skills that nobody had taught them mm -hmm. right or wrong. And they felt closer to us because of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and on a side note, so yesterday was a real tough day. One of our guys that worked for us years ago passed away. He was young. He was in his early 20s. It was very sad. So I went to the funeral and I saw, all, you know, about five of our guys that used to work for us years ago. And they, you know, after the funeral, it's a bit of a party afterwards. So I was hanging out with them and they were like, man, and a couple of these guys were a little hammered. So a lot of emotion was coming out. And they're like, you guys taught us so much. We went to college for all these years. We didn't learn practical skills at all. And they were so grateful. It was not the environment that I expected all that to come out. And they were asking for Eric and Eric wasn't able to make it, but I was there. And they were so grateful for these skills that we taught them that nobody else taught them. And um, I was like, yeah, I got to start telling people this because it just gave me another platform to try and get to owners that these guys really want to do better and they want to be better at what they do. They just, they're not taught them. So it was very, very cool coming at me that way. And to what Larry just said, like we've hear owners all the time saying like, well, I'm not going to invest my time, resources and energy into this. That guy might leave. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. This is how you get them to stay. Number one, that's how you get them to stay. But number two, would you rather have a crappy guy stay? Or would you have a, a good guy stay for two years and then leave? I'll, yeah. I'll take two years of the good guy. I'll take that. Well, yeah, everyone likes to complain that uh, people are just the worst. Employees are awful, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, as the owner, you have a you have a part in that. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's creating a culture. And that's what the meetings are good for, too. It's, it's a time for everybody to get together. And we know that not every business can do this. It depends on how your business is set up. But, you know, we think that even if you can't meet every day, the team should meet as the whole unit once a week. Mm -hmm. Minimum, yeah. Minimum. Minimum once a week where everybody's loving on each other. Everybody knows what the goals are as a as a collective so that you build that team environment so they care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We would have meetings about once a week and we would talk about just like how to like go talk to the customer or just safety things like around the shop or using a piece of equipment or something like that. Or if somebody made a mistake on a job site, how they could have done it better and, and and just teach other people from that. And, yeah. But I, I love this this soft skill stuff. That's I think it's awesome. And yeah, using the what's discs. the website for that? If anybody is interested and wants to know more about it, it's morningtechmeeting.com. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll pop it in the show notes if anybody wants to. And we'll give uh, anybody that comes from here. We'll give them the first month free. Oh, awesome. that's amazing! Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we'll make sure that yeah we get that in the notes so everybody yeah. can find it if they want it. But. I think you guys have made a really good argument to show that it's really actually a really good thing that everybody should be hopping on. Thank you. And then we were just talking before, we're in the process for 2020, early 2021, to have it all done in Spanish as well. That's perfect. Awesome. That's yeah. amazing for yeah. the landscaping industry, especially. So. Yep. Yeah. You guys also have the podcast. You mind talking a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make it real quick. <laughs> Sorry. I even I even introduced you saying you have one. And I'm like, they have a podcast. That's news. We were even on it. You so. were. We, you yeah. were on yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will say, I rarely listen to the episodes back after record them, but I was cleaning my kitchen yesterday and I, I just listened to the whole thing and it was great. <laughs> oh, good. You guys did great. The best part was that you couldn't agree on how to pronounce your own last name. <laughs> oh, my God. That, <laughs> such a trigger. <laughs> I don't know why he was doing that. It's so annoying. <laughs> the podcast is Blue Collar Nation, and you just uh, put that into your Apple 
or um, online and the podcast will pop up and we've got crazy episodes. You can see the titles and different people and we try to do a range of topics, but we pretty much focus on blue collar aspect of the world. And then Larry and I have, it's new-ish for like the last month, but we also have, that comes out every, the main one comes out every Thursday. But now we have the Tuesday topic, which is about half the length, like 20 to 30 minutes, where Larry and I just talk, we pick a subject each week. Like one week might be branding your company. The next week might be how to engage your field technicians. The next one might be something to do with finance, like actual actionable items for small business owners. So we just, we just pick a topic every week and we just go like 20 minutes on it. Awesome. I like anything actionable. Me too. Yeah. That's what we try and do. That's great. Get people moving because it's so hard as small business owners to implement. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, we were talking about, you know, with our online businesses, you got to implement things. And if you get stuck, you're not going to get anything accomplished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, you'll still learn that it doesn't work and you'll be able to move on to something else if you're not sure if it's going to work. Find out if it doesn't work. Sure. Your program is like fairly, or it is really reasonable. It's like $39 or something like that a month or 49 or something. 39 bucks a month. Yeah. And um, we're launching, it's kind of in beta now. We have some companies do it, but like if people can't meet every day as a full team, Mm-hmm. We can actually text the lesson to every technician's phone and then they can watch the lesson out in the field, the tailgate meeting, whatever. And then on Friday, they can take the quiz rate on the phone. Yeah, that's awesome. And then the owner, Larry, how often can the owner see the stats? Like once a month or once a week? Yeah, that's the big beta thing right now. <laughs> how to get it out in a functional capacity. I just shoot the videos. Larry takes care of the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know. You put me on the spot. I got to call my developer and tell me hurry up eric <laughs> he's letting it out <laughs> eric's on podcast saying it does this and that <laughs> no but it, it's it's an awesome program you guys let me in there and ch- i got to check it out for the past couple of weeks and- to be honest the reason Good. glad you like it yeah. we just want you know at 39 dollars, and it doesn't matter how many guys you have it's we wanted to have it at a price point that any business could benefit from it mm-hmm. you know blue collar service industry has been good to larry and i and we want to in some way give back as well mm-hmm. so that there's no excuse like oh you know i had to pay thirty five hundred dollars for these lessons or something it's just like no nah, dude it's yeah. essentially 40 bucks a month and five minutes a day yeah, yeah. put it in your budget done yeah i yeah, mean exactly uh, you know we would like to see because we feel that it's a win for the owner a win for the client and a win for the guys I say guys because most field technicians are yeah. male, but um, it's just like everybody wins mm-hmm. in that. Well, just that that forty dollar investment a month, what it can save you and make you in the end. If, you know, in you, you have you have happy customers, yeah. Or, well, think of how much one callback costs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's your year. Yeah. You've, you've paid for morning check me. You know, depending on the callback, right? That, that's a whole year right there. I mean, granted, not the labor, but five minutes a day. Yeah. Your guys are wasting five minutes a day somewhere. Anyway. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. The skills they will learn will improve by far the five minutes of their capacity to do the job. I I had an owner once say to me, like, this guy had a a disaster of a business, which could have been a really good one. And he was just like always rushing, high D, always rushing. And he'd be like, we don't have time for a five or 10 minute meeting every day. And then I'd watch him just run and put out fires all day long. And I'm sitting there thinking, Hmm. that's got to be like 
half a million dollars worth of lost opportunity cost on his part. Like what could he have been doing with that time? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't even see it. <laughs> There's no way we can spend five minutes with my 15 guys or whatever. <laughs> Ridiculous. Do you know how much that costs? <laughs> yeah, it's, my dad's the same way. It's how he oh, was. Oh yeah, we're familiar with the type. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like the morning, just getting out, it would take us an hour, which should have taken us like 15 to 20 minutes to get out of the shop. It was taking an hour because he's on the phone, like taking care of business, which I get. There was no planning and like the guys didn't know what to do. They had to come to him and it was just, it was a headache. So bottleneck. Yeah. Organization goes a long way. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll yeah, we'll have links to everything we mentioned in the notes. So if people, they can check out your site and everything. So awesome. Thank you guys for having us. It's really exciciting. Pleasure seeing you guys. Yep. Right. Great talking to you. Thank you. Seeing you. Yep. Thanks. Right. Bye. Hey everyone, just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message.